Trusting with Kerry Jones. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. Well, I hope you all had a good week. The fishing, the brown trout season is officially over now for uh, the lakes. And while I was hoping to get out actually the last weekend, the weather wasn't great, so the wild brown trout fishing for me now will be put on hold for next spring. But there's some great rainbow trout fishing to be had now, and hopefully the next week or two I'll be going up to Rutland. I'll be joining Craig Barr fish for the fry feeders so i'll be looking forward to that one and i'll do a podcast actually from my time up there so i'm looking forward to some good rainbow trout fishing now the next month the last few days i've been covering international bank championships held at garn what a great competition that was with the four teams wales england ireland and scotland competing for the title and i don't think there's many competitions will ever be as close as this one was. Halfway through the day, it was plain to see that it looked like it was either going to be Ireland or Wales going to be the winner. And you know what? It actually went to the wire and Ireland won it actually with the last cast. One of the Irish competitors hooked the fish and as he's playing it, the hooter went off. So he's entitled to play it. And if it wasn't for that fish, Wales would have had the trophy. So well done, Ireland. Right to the wire. Nailed by Den Staffy. But what a great weekend. Great bunch of lads. And I put a, a small video up yesterday of the competition for you to have a look at. Garfruit's a great water. And I suggest anyone who hasn't fished it, definitely give it a go probably one of the most natural looking and can be a very imitative water you'll get on the stillwater fishery so anyway back to this week's episode and this week's guest hails from west yorkshire a talented fly tire with a passion for traditional wets and enjoys nothing more than drifting on a loch or lake fishing for wild browns he chats about his regular trips to Orkney and Ireland, plus his local lake, Malantan. Welcome to my chat with Melvin Wood. Hello, Kerry. Hello, Melvin. How are you doing? Have you still got your builders in today? No, the builders have gone, but we've had them in today. Yeah, yeah, they've been in for five weeks, that's all. <laughs> five weeks, blinking, heck. Have we been living in I mean, one room or something, have you? Uh, just about. Um, but been away in the motorhome a lot, you know, so that's relieved the pressure somewhat. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's, I'm a very, very tidy person. And and to live amongst all these chaos is, I find it very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. There's a saying, isn't there? A tidy boat is a happy boat, and it's the same That's with the right. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we been out this weekend? No, no, no. Um, I, I, my dad's not uh, too well, so yeah, we're back and forwards to him. 
the old boy's 90, so wow. we'll allow him not to be well. <laughs> yeah. Did he fish at all? He did. He was a sea fisherman. He used to take me sea fishing um, as a lad right up uh, right up to Liverpool. He used to fish for the giant skate to nip up there. Um, but then it was all catch and kill, so it, it wasn't many years before they, uh, they fished it out. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Everything that was caught was killed, um, dragged to the quayside, weighed, and then thrown thrown back in. And terrible, really. Yeah, times change, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, for the better. I got no problem with anybody killing a fish as long as it's used. You know, as long as it's been eaten. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Providing there's enough in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I I, I put up a um, a post on uh, on Facebook. Uh, after I fished a lot of curry, but I got some real abuse for killing the fish. Um, really the killed the fish because <laughs> the, the lad I was fishing with his father, um, he 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 took the meat, froze them, and and, uh, and ate them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we caught uh, probably about fourteen or fifteen fish, you know, um, in about seven hours. Uh, and, yeah. You know, uh, there's that many fish in there. You know, missing one or two would be all right. Yeah. That's right. I'll, yeah. come, I'll come to that. I want to talk about your your, your corib specimen. Um, yeah. I went. I've been up to North Wales. I have for a couple of days, mixture of work and pleasure. And I plan to go to um, Talathlin. I don't know if you've ever. Have you ever been to Wales? No, no, I haven't. I was tying flies with a fellow called Hughes, and I can't for the life think of what it was called. Oh right, yeah. This is this is up at the uh, the Welsh Game Fair this time. Right, uh, and he said it took me. Um, so, and, it, and it's it's a place that I would like to go. Uh, I, I, you know, you hear a lot about these wild hill lakes up in North Wales, uh, and it's something I haven't done, and it's on it's on the tick list. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got to do that next year. Yeah, well, when you're do. down, let me know. There's a few places where I I fish quite regular. We are we have got some. Lovely waters. And this one, Talathlin, I was going to fish, I thought, Sunday, no. Because this week, today, actually, is the yeah. last day you can fish for brown trout in Wales. I don't know if it's the same yeah. in the UK, on the lakes. So no. I thought, yeah. right, I'll give it a go. But you know, on the Saturday night, oh, we had the mother of storms and heavy rain. and then, yeah. But when I got there then, it was a flat calm as well. And it was like the morning after the storm. And you know, everything was flooded. And I yeah. thought, nah. I'm not going to waste my time, so I didn't even make a cast. Tell me, where is it you are then? You're Yorkshire, yeah? I'm West Yorkshire, yeah. I'm, I'm Brick House, which is Huddersfield, Halifax area. Very industrialised. You know, our river Calder here was uh, was deemed uh, one of the worst rivers in the country uh, mm. during the 60s and 70s. Wow. Why? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of textiles, a lot of dye making. And it's the dye making that really is really um, oh. stuck to the river. I mean, we still we still have a lot of pollution through um, pollution uh, from dye making. We've got uh, chromium six up and down the uh, up and down the valley. You can't grow, grow vegetables in certain areas really? because of the contamination. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an area, and you thought it had it bad in South Wales, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, our rivers before my time, mind you still talk to people now who was like, you know, they say, no, back in the day, the rivers used to run black with coal. Yeah. But um, actually, it's not the prettiest, some of the riv- some of the parts of the river in the valleys. Yeah. But the fishing 
you know, I don't fish many rivers, to be honest. I'm more of a, the lakes reservoir man. Yeah, yeah, you but, and me and all. But friends of mine, they fish them, and they regularly get in two or three pound trout regularly in the river. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we've now got salmon returning. This is the River Calder in Calderdale. Uh, we have salmon returning, although they, yeah, I'll tell you they, were, they aren't, but they are there. And I've caught enough salmon to know what a salmon looks like. And we have a bit of a run of sea trout as well. You know, three or four days after a lift, we hit them, which is which is great for a, a, a river that was practically dead, you know, um, yeah. 60. So it's mainly lakes you fish like myself then? Mainly, yeah. Well, yeah. do you know what? What caught my eye last month was uh, one of the reasons I had to speak to you, actually, was the photograph you put up last month of that amazing-looking brown, and you said he was the second biggest you've had. And where was that? Yes. Uh, that was uh, Malam Tarn. It's, it's about an hour away from me. It's right up in the Yorkshire Dales, a place called Malham. It's, it's a well-known um, walking area. It's on the Pennine Way. Yeah. Uh, and Malham Town's about 150 acres, uh, and it sits uh, on a plateau of limestone. Oh. Yeah. It's rich in fly life, then. It's very, very rich in fly life. Very, very rich. And the fish grow extremely quickly. It was stopped at one point, but they haven't stopped it for over 20 years. Right. So in all intents and purposes, they're actually wild fish. And there was wild fish. It's the source of the River Air. It's got some lovely, lovely brown trout in it. But it they're t- not easy caught. Is it a ticket water or a club water? No. Um, it was run by the National Trust. And pre-COVID, we had um, a year where it was extremely hot. And we got a blue-green algae. And... Um, it was a quite a big fish kill, so the National Trust shut it right. and said, and quite rightly so, you know, we've got to look after these fish. Did what they could do, uh, and then COVID hit us. So it was like four years since anybody went a line on it. But now we we've been in negotiations. We, we are a group called Friends. Uh, our part of a group called Friends of Malham Town, um, and we've now negotiated fishing back on it. But with um, a, a, a lot of um, caveats on it, really, we've got uh, we've got to make sure everywhere's a life jacket, a lot of bio dis- uh, oh, biosecurity measures, um, yeah, and safety measures. So we we fill all that cri- criteria and have allowed us to fish it again. So there's boats on it then as well, yeah. There's two boats. There used to be four, but part of the deal was there's only two boats on it, which we we're not too uh, unhappy about. Yeah, uh, and you can book it. Well, there's a website being produced at this moment in time where you can uh, book a boat, um, and it's and it's twenty five pound a day. Right. So tell me what happened yeah. with this fish then? How, how did it come about? Well, it's just it was it was one of those days. I mean, we it was a test day to make sure our systems worked, and um, it was the third day of a three day testing, uh, and I was lucky enough to to be fishing with Rob Denson. I don't know if you know Rob Denson. No. He writes in Trout and Salmon. Uh, he trouts, writes in Trout and Salmon every week, every oh, month. All right. Yeah. Um, and I was fishing with Rob. And um, we're both traditional lock style men. So we, we were fishing traditional lock style flies. <laughs> and it was just a case of throwing them out, uh, a couple of quick pulls, splashing the top, top dropper to get the fish's attention. And bang, they were there. Mind you, they hadn't been fished for for four years, you know, so um, 
there was some expectation of having a good day. But I had seven fish, and I think Rob had about 12. And, um, yeah, none of those fish were under two pounds. Really? You don't get many yeah, waters yeah. like that. What did he take? It, it took a muddler. It took um, uh, a dabbler, a muddler dabbler, on the second pull. You know, the splash, and then the thing were on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Big fish. Very, uh, very, led me a merry dance. It was very yellow as well. Was very, very bright fish as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, there's two particular strains in there. There's these yellow, yellow belly things, and there's ones, ones that are quite silvery. And they both, you know, get to good sizes. I mean, my biggest one pre that one that I caught uh, the other week uh, was 9.2, and this, wasn't, this one was bigger. So you think it was a double-figure fish then, yeah? Well, I, I wouldn't say it was £10, but it was definitely above 9. Yeah. Fish for a lifetime for most people. Nice to catch her on it a is. traditional wet as well, isn't it? It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my passion, really, tying and, yeah. and fishing uh, traditional wets and, uh, you know, new types of wets, modern materials in them, but, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. for years I've enjoyed that. You know, it's that that's what I'm about. It's like in your DNA, isn't it? You're fishing wets, fishing a team of flies pulling. It just, it just gripped me, you know. Yeah. I, I was out in Ireland um, the first time I ever went, and I was sat in a boat on Loch Corry when I thought, I just, I, I, you know, it's like I died and gone to heaven. <laughs> you know, I was, I was out, and it, it was just like that. You know, we were fishing octopuses and yeah. you know, um, silver, silver invictors, and oh yeah, yeah. It, it just, and I thought, oh, this is what I want to do. And yeah. on those days, you know, you get, I, I got a smile on my face now thinking about it. You know, it's nice when you're drifting along the islands or, or out in the middle in the open, in a nice, yeah. in a nice wave overcast yeah and you cast a line pull in yeah and there's so many yeah. different takes you can have the splashy a little yeah. draw or you can get that yeah. up and over like sideways and you can just see yeah. them coming up in the wave and going down and it's yeah, yeah. there's nothing Those, beats it yeah oh, nothing nothing at all yeah 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 it just gets your bump uh, your blood pumping yeah. Yeah, yeah those head and tail rises are just what i do it for you know yeah. If I get a good head and tail rise and a take, uh, yeah, it's made me dear. You never miss them. Necessarily have to land land the fish. Yeah, when they head when they coming over the side head and tail, you know it's on. There's no yeah. miss mistake or nothing. <laughs> when they when they do that, you know that's it. It's on. It's funny, funny you, you say funny that you say that, but I was fishing Loch Iner with the wife, and um, we were fishing the far shore uh, and coming down the way and a salmon head and tail me bob fly Ooh. right and I'm I'm, I'm 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 holding on to my rod my rod's up I'm holding on to my rod awaiting you know the sort of rod to swing round and it didn't do it <laughs> and the wife the wife said to me she said uh, that was a salmon I said it was <laughs> she said why didn't you catch it <laughs> oh. uh, she nearly went over the side <laughs> But it's it's the only time that I've ever seen a little pod of salmon uh, going up the shoreline, you know, all together. Oh, really? The only time I've ever seen that. I like Aina. I fished it a couple of times. There was a guy, Beautiful. good friend of mine, Colin Fowler, and he was a boatman. There oh, for, yeah, I know Colin. Yeah, ma- yeah, yeah. Many years. And in fact, I was talking yeah. to him yesterday, for yesterday, actually. But, oh, lovely. Um, he made a lovely comment to me when we, I was down uh, tying flies in at the last Galway show. That's go go away flag. Oh there. yeah, 
and uh, we were in the bar, and he came up to me and he said, "That's where you'd find him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he enjoys a pint or two of the wax stuff, doesn't he? Uh, but uh, he said, "What I like about your flag," he says, "I know they will catch fish. I yeah. know they will." Yeah. And I thought that was a great compliment from a guy like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His father was a, a great fisherman as well. He's, he's oh, actually, yeah, yeah, Bert. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, you were saying about um, Ireland, now we're touching on Ireland, and I noticed I've been following you on Facebook, your travels and that, and this year, early season, you went to, was it Donegal as well, and fishing the... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I had a month in Ireland, and we were fishing, you know, the big western lakes and um, up up on the, across the border. Uh, and then I, I came back, having got home, I came back a fortnight later to tie flies at the Northern Irish game up there. And I had uh, like five days in the bog lakes in Donegal, which was, you know, super. Um, and it reminded me of when I first started brown fishing up in the flow country in, uh, in the north of Scotland. And it was just like that, little brown trout, but plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were up there about a thousand foot up and yeah. I've been Catching go- a few fish. I've been going for many years over to the west, and I fished the big lakes, you know, the, the normal yeah. ones. But when you're going from A to B, you pass loads of these peat bogs with lakes in them. And I'm thinking, yeah. one day I'm going to stop and fish them, but I never have. It's no, you must do it. But you, yeah, yeah, I noticed on your travels, you went, is it Sheelin, Arrow, Melvin, as well as Corrib? Yeah, and, I fished... Um, and Karan, was yeah, I fished Karan. Yeah, I fished Karan many times, um, but not lately. And um, I wouldn't say it was a disappointment because, again, it's a lovely, lovely part of the world. And I was fishing with uh, Tom O'Shea, All right, uh, yeah. one of the O'Shea brothers. And uh, a, a day with Tom is uh, is great. You know, it's it's just lovely to fish with him. Yeah, but no sea trout. There's hardly a sea trout in the lock anymore. But there's a few salmon about. Right, returned to salmon. Uh, so. It would have been nice if it had to go over. It didn't, as they do. I fished it a few times over the years, and I've always fished. It seemed to be, it seemed to happen that it's always around about June, and we get plenty of fish, but they're only the pound and a quarter, maybe pound. Yeah, and the size. June is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early season is the time, isn't it? So they say. It is. We used to go March, April time, and um, I think my biggest fish is. It was a specimen Irish fish. It was six two. But a day later, I was fishing, uh, and my good mate uh, uh, Bob McDonald, he uh, he had a ten pounder. On the same day? No, a day later. All oh, right. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a grand fish. I'm pulling wets yeah. for you. Pulling wets on a floater. Uh, mine took. Mine took a. Yeah, it would have been a floater then. Uh, either a floater or a sink tip. Red ass green Peter got mine, and um, uh, Stuart McTeer silver dabbler got bugs. That's some fly, that Matthias Dabbler. It has, what's unusual about it, you call it a silver dabbler, but it's got a white silver rib over claret uh, seal's fur. Oh. Yeah. Can't uh, and then the seal's fur is picked out, and by God, that takes me fish everywhere. Salmon, sea trout, brown trout, rainbow trout, wherever I'm fishing for, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll catch fish on that fly. I think claret yeah. for me is the number one colour. But it, when it comes to seals for over the years, you know, it's got to be, I'm a bit anal about it, the colour. You can get claret and claret. You know, you, yeah. I like those deep, 
colours. Some of the ones you buy these days are almost like a bright magenta. Like a winey colour. Yeah. But you've got a nice yeah. claret and it's yeah. it's well well I've I've actually got a tub. because um, years yeah. ago I used to have these thirty five millimeter film canisters and they used to keep yeah. all my seals for in them. Yeah. And uh I was running low on this claret because I knew if I was and there was nothing hardly left, so I thought instead of tying one more fly with it, I'll keep it. And I, I'll keep that now for a match. Because yeah. you'll never remember unless you match it with something real. No, you don't. You've got to, you, you, yeah. And that's what I do with me dyeing. You know, when I'm, when I'm dyeing, um, putting um, different colours together, uh, matching dyes together, I, 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 owe, I have a bit of blotting paper. And when I make me dye up, I, I write on the blotting paper exactly what I have done so I can replicate it and then just dip that piece of blotting paper into the dye. Right. So I've got a record of how to get the colour again. Uh, replicating uh, colour is, is not easy. Down there in black and white of what you've done to get that colour, it becomes a little easier. I've never done any dyeing at all of any shape or form. Do you know Jackie well, Matthew? Yeah, very, very much. Uh, yeah, I've fished um, on Arrow with Jackie. Right, he's, he's passionate about his dyeing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. And he, he produces some lovely colours. I noticed, I I was thinking uh, back at places you said you'd fish this year. And on Arrow, like I haven't fished Arrow for many, many years, a long time. But it's one of those yeah. waters I want to go back to and I was hoping to fish it this year, but I yeah. didn't. But you've had a great fish from Arrow as well, haven't you? Uh, six. Six. Uh, we, had, we had a great day um, fishing with Jackie. Um... I was fishing with Jackie, and sorry, Jackie was, he was the boatman, really, uh, and a guy called Joe Crane, who I think has taken over from uh, Colin Fallen, uh, oh, Ina. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, he, he fishes Ina and Ballina Hinch, or he guides on both. He, he's, he's won some competitions. I mean, he was European champion, you know, Highland World Championships and uh, European Championships, and, but it's only Irish anglers that fish him. But hey, oh, that's Ireland, and he—he uh, he actually was European champion one year. Right. Uh, so he was no slouch. Yeah. Um, he had a five-pound plus fish, and I had a six-pound plus fish. So it was one hell of a day, really. Yeah, I had probably seven fish, I think, uh, and he had about five fish. So I mean, that on arrow was a, a, a fantastic day. Would that have been Mayfly time then? It was. It was in the Mayfly. Yeah. And what did he yeah. use then? Well, I was using what they call a mayfly stimulator, right. which I call uh, just um, a mayfly with a deer hair wing, just to keep it uh, oh, keep yeah. it up there. So we were fishing that, and um, I have a fly that I designed myself, which is a, a mayfly done, uh, and that took me big fish. Uh, no, sorry, it wasn't. That was on the middle dropper. What took the, the, the big fish was a green mayfly. It's in... Dreary's book, French Partridge, um, Hackle Dyed, Medium Olive, with a grey seal spur body with a grizzle hackle through it. And you fished that um, as, a a, as, as a wet? As a wet, on an intermediate line. Often, no. I've gone, when I'm pulling, I'm almost always fishing an intermediate. Because usually, yeah. more often than not, if it's a big wind, it holds yeah. the flies better. It doesn't blow in the wind as much as a floater does, does it, when you're bobbing? Yeah, as well. It's straight under the uh, under the surface tension uh, and um, 
Yeah, I don't see uh, see that pull uh, of the line as it's going yeah. back. The last couple of years for me, though, obviously I didn't go through lockdown, but this year I was, and the, the years before lockdown, I've got more and more into fish and dries at Mayfly time. Yeah. And I'm getting more fish. I'm finding by yeah. pulling, I'm getting smaller fish. But if you're, right. if you're out fishing the dries, you tend to, this is my experience, getting the bigger fish. But yeah. I'm an out-and-out wet fly man, really. Um, it's very, very rare that I use, uh, use dries. I do use dries on occasion, but generally it, it's wet. Even when I'm fishing the river, if I see rising fish, I normally put on spiders and, and, and that's the Yorkshireman in there. Uh, fishing it? spiders uh, just, just you know, sort of in the surface. And I yeah. catch loads of fish doing that. Do you know sometimes I enjoy as well, after the day you're on, on the lake, heading into a pub. That's the norm out there, isn't it? And you head into the pub and yeah. you just looking maybe one or two of the lads have got fly boxes out and you open them and it's like, ah, oh, you know, the colours, the different tones. You know, you can't yeah. you can't get better than a box of Irish wets. You can. Right from golden olive to dark olives. And and, and they look wonderful in the boxes, don't they? You know, the colours. They do, yeah. I, I was I was fishing on Melvin and um, well, we fishing Urn with um, Dominic Kerrigan. I think you've done a podcast yes. with Dominic, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, I was looking in his fly box. <laughs> I couldn't believe the amount of fluorescence they had in there. Was it? You know, you, he opened his fly box and I, I put me put my sunglasses on it. <laughs> 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 yeah. You seem but to. This, he said the. They work really well. Yeah. And then he upset me greatly by saying, and we put booby eyes on Dablets. And oh, no. no. <laughs> it just was. He says, we put booby eyes on uh, Dablets. I'll, I'll have to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, Jackie Mahon was the same. He said they work a treat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose it creates a wake, doesn't it? Well, I mean, it does. That is important when you see trout fishing, most definitely. Yeah, and for rainbow trout fishing as well, creates that wake and yeah. flying at it. I won a competition doing that a few weeks ago, pulling, yeah, pulling wets across, sorry, pulling um, uh, a booby across the surface, yeah. It was a fly dressers guild competition on Drake, or I don't know, about 80 anglers, and I managed to catch uh, catch more than everybody else, uh, more than upland management, so, yeah. It's a sort of method, I guess. Not many people would would fish. The boobies now wants to on the reservoir. No. It's more of a washing line fly, isn't it? People wouldn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. It. Feel free to visit my online shop, where you will find a selection of my most popular Irish sign prints, plus a choice of ghillie kettles and cooking accessories. Or if you would like to experience one of my guiding or instruction packages, feel free to message me. Or again. Take a look at my guiding and instruction page at castingwithkerryjones.com. Keeping on the Celtic theme then, you've been to Scotland, yep. Orkney as well, haven't you, this year? Yeah, yeah, I've been to Orkney. I've, I've fished Orkney four, four or five times. It's just a lovely place to fish again. You know, fishing with some great pals. That's what it's all about. I used to be a good, you know, I used to be a great competition angler. But competition competitions bring out the worst in anglers. Uh, and I'm pretty competitive as it is, and uh, it wasn't good for me. So I, I, I gave up, and I, I just played him, fishing 
places I, I love uh, and with people I, I like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I used to do the competition scene quite heavily years ago. If it's anything and everything, I first the internationals. And then I thought, yeah. myself, and there were people, right? You're spending a week with the team. And there's always one yeah. or two which you don't get on with or they, they, you're not really the same sort of person you are. And then I think, do I really want to do this, you know? And then yeah. I, I, and I, and it was maybe a £1,000 then for a week's fishing. And then he didn't really enjoy it. So I thought, I've had enough of this. And I started going to yeah. Ireland. And that's when it dawned on me, this is what I want. Because right, I, yeah. what, what would happen, I met these guys, the locals they were, and... Uh, we were in, we were out, and then we were always all go at the pub. Then and then everyone asks, "How'd you do?" And it was never, "Oh, I had five, or Kerry had two, or anything." It's just like, "Oh, yeah. we had Sam, we had this." Yeah. It was never, it was never yeah. the competition thing. It was always a shared. And I thought, "Yeah, God, I haven't come across that before," you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I much yeah, prefer. Well, I, I'm, I, I I try a lot of flies, but I haven't got a lot of flies in my fly box because all my mates get them. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone wants to fish with you. <laughs> it's what, what did you catch that on? So and so and so and so. Well, I haven't got one of them. So, all right, okay, here, we, here you go. That's one for you. Yeah. Uh, they soon go. Yeah. And what sort of size fish yeah. are in Orkney then? Is it Harry, Swanee? And I can't remember. The if you get a two pound fish, if you've got, got had a two pound fish, it's a big fish. But in saying that, they're above average size, if you like, of a wild brownie. You know, it's sort of pound, pound and a half, uh, up to two pounds. That's there cool. are some bigger ones in there, yeah. Uh, but it's the quantity you catch, particularly on uh, Harry. All the guides want to take you on Harry because they, they'll, they'll, catch, they'll get your fish in any sort of conditions. You're somewhere on Harry, yeah, yeah. There's somewhere on Harry where you'll you, you'll get them, no matter what conditions, what wind direction, what strength. Yeah, they're there. We even had this figure of eighteen and pulling uh, suspender buzzers. Really? Uh, one flat calm day, yeah, and catching fish. My favourite lot, Swanee. Yeah, we were up there this year uh, fishing sedgehogs, and it was it was wonderful. It was either throw them out, pull them back under the surface at the end of the retrieve, just let them float to the surface and yeah. bang your fish around them. Yeah, it's a place I've always thought of doing, but it's like when you get the time, I've always instinctively gone across over the waters of Ireland. There's something I've got to try one day. Well, you know something? I'm going to be a bit controversial here. Uh, I honestly think that, and, and I fish in the Hebrides as well in Scotland, and I honestly think that the fishing is better in Scotland. But there's something about Ireland that draws me. Yeah. And I don't have any relations. I don't have any, probably, contact with that. Or I had a previous contact with Ireland whatsoever. But when I was over there, that something grabbed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any opportunity that I get to go to Ireland, I'll go. Yeah, you I'll can't go. put your finger on it, can you? You can't. You can't. And the people are so lovely. Do you know what? I had a meeting once with the um, Irish Tourist Board at... Yeah. And I remember one of the girls was saying, what is it that people want to come back to Ireland? She says, because if we knew what it was, we would bottle it up. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know what it is. I think the relaxedness of it, I, I know why the Corrib for me 
is it, it's so hardcore. You know, it's quite easy yeah. to go a week without a fish. You yeah. know, and so it's not about the fish as such. I've never been to anywhere in the world where I still, even after a blank, want to go back out there. Usually you yeah. go to a couple of places and you're not catch. You know, how do you go back? But that place, I can't wait to get back, even if I have exactly. a blank. No. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I I, uh, I was, uh, what, three or four years, yeah, four years, wasn't it? Prior to this trip, um, I, I fished Arrow, yeah, probably about four years ago. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I made the great mistake of going into a petrol station with my, uh, my fishing cap on. Now, it's my fishing cap, one side of it's full of flies. So I'll take them off the... Um, Take them off the, uh, the the leader, and then I'll immediately put it in the right side of me, uh, me uh, right hand side of me cap. Yeah. So there's plenty of flies in it. So I went into this petrol station with my cap on. It took me twenty minutes to get to the cash out because everybody wanted to know <laughs> about the fishing, and it took me another twenty minutes to get out of the, uh, the petrol station to get in my cap. <laughs> yeah. Now that is island. Yeah. You don't know who you're talking to, but they will come and talk to you. It's a special place. Yeah. You got a lump in my throat when I leave there, gotta be honest. That's the same with me. Whenever I go to Ireland, I don't want to come home. Well, yeah. this brings me on to your your biggest fish, actually, is from Ireland, isn't it? From the Corrib. It is, yeah, yeah. Not anything in your league. But, um, but I, t- tell me the story about it. Well, it was. <laughs> It was an, an easterly wind, um, and it was a, a big blow. Uh, it was pretty unsettled weather. <laughs> we were fishing. It's quite quite strange, this is. But uh, Stan Headley was uh, up there doing a, uh, doing an article, and he actually took a photograph of my back uh, flowing into going into um, Lord's Bay. Do you know where Lord's Bay is? Yeah, on Duras. Other side of the Duras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, it, lo and behold, it were in Trout and Salmon a couple of months later. But he'd had a tough time, uh, and we were finding it a bit lean. Um, but we were fishing around the Sardance um, Island, which is, you know, it's a little bit further down than uh, the uh, Duras. And um, mm-hmm. I hooked what I thought was a snag. All of a, so I'm starting to pull it, as you pull me flies out of this, this snag. I thought I'm going to bring a, a, a big branch up here, uh, but, but the big branch started to kick, and <laughs> you just got this this bounce of the rod. It just the, the rod. I can't. It, it's it's deep bounce. It wasn't a little tap tap tap. It was a bounce 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 bounce. Yeah. As it, this fish Head swished walking. its tail backwards and forwards. Yeah. I have a lovely photograph of um, that my my friend took of the rod bent double prior to us just netting the fish. So there's this big arc in the rod, the top dropper uh, out of the water and near the rod tip. And in between that, that arc is an island. And that was a cracking photo. But this was, this, this was over a scurry. You know, it's, uh, um, it must have been up and, uh, you know, out of the depths and wanting it. Yeah. It was a ferret. It was a male ferret with a great big kite. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it weighed... Um, we got it. This is another thing. It got banged on the head. Uh, I'm, I'm putting a, a, a glass case. Had it, had it mounted. Um, That's fine. It's in your office uh, now, I'm, is it? it? It's in my fly time den. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and I look at it and I, I still smile at it, but I have these pangs of guilt that it didn't go back. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if I, if I caught another big one like that, it would certainly go back. I've done, I, yeah. I, I, I've had plenty of experience of people talking about, oh, you shouldn't have killed it and this and the other. But in my experience is when you've been fishing a long, long time and then how how it all started for me, you was sitting in bars in the west of Ireland, you have a few pints and you're looking up on the walls and you get all these cased fish and then your imagination is, it fires you up, you know. It wouldn't have been the same yeah. if I'd have just looked up and saw some photographs. So it's been going on for generations. I know some of these sort of woke people, you can say, is no, you should have, should have uh, returned it. But I think to myself, no, it's, you know, it's something which I wanted to do. And it's literally, I've I probably had cased four fish, three or four fish I've ever had done. And yeah. everything else goes back. I mean, I can't remember yeah. the last time I killed a fish. And yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know, everyone to their own, but... I love the idea of having a, a fish yeah. cased up on the wall, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I haven't killed—I haven't killed a salmon in uh, over ten years, uh, and I haven't killed a sea trout in over eight. Not that I don't love the taste of sea trout; it's just wonderful stuff, isn't it? But, yeah, no, they, they all go back now. Yeah, I don't—I don't eat any trout to be honest. Once a year, we'll do it out in the lake. We'll meet a gang of us onto the island, yeah, and we'll we'll cook one or two. But that's more yeah. of like. Something to do. I don't particularly enjoy it. I'd be quite happy to put. Uh, I smoke them, uh, and yeah, I, I, I quite enjoy them smoked. Yeah, yeah, smoking. Yeah, nice, and the cori the cori trout tastes like sea trout. So, how did it all come to start yeah. for you then? Have you been fishing since a boy? Oh, no, no, I've I, I started fishing. Well, I fished as a lad, sea fishing with my dad, and then. Um, uh, even right up until we were married, uh, I used to take the, uh, the wife sea fishing prior to us getting married and after we got married. But, you know, things get in the way, don't they? Uh, uh, I was uh, working full time, having to put lots of hours in. Then the kids come along. Uh, then we we were in business. Uh, so it all takes your time, doesn't it? So fly fishing didn't come along until I was sort of, I don't know, 37, 38, something like that. Right. And I was managing director of a uh, of a foundry. It got to the point where all I was thinking about was work. Even when I was at home, even when I was in bed, you know, it was just work. And I needed something else to take my mind off it. And my brother said, why don't you come fly fishing with me? Um, so he asked my brother for, for my brother to thank, uh, thank for that. And he took me to the local tackle shop, which was in Shipley in Bradford, where they set me up. Yeah, and no looking back since then. So I was lucky enough to sell the foundry, um, which gave me a deal of time. And um, I was I was in a club that uh, did plenty of competitions. So you know, I began uh, that began uh, my career as a competition angler. Four years after that, I got me. Me first, uh, me England call. I was first reserve. I didn't particularly enjoy competition fishing. Like I said, it brings out the worst in you. Yeah. And being competitive, you know, I was beating myself up. And um, I thought, this is not for me anymore anyway. Do you still fish with your brother? Uh, he, he didn't competition fish. He, uh, he gave it up shortly after I yeah, took well. it on, uh, which was quite bizarre, really. He lives out in France now, so he does very little fly fishing out there. 
I tell you what, right? I got a list in front of me now of questions I want to ask about your flight tie in. But I think we'll have right. to have another podcast for your flight tie in. Because you mentioned. We can negotiate a fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was interested in the story you said you actually got a law vice, and that was given to you as a present, wasn't it, from uh, your mother and father? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd actually ordered it uh, from Lawrence at uh, the British Fly Fair, and. Uh, I, I came home and, and uh, we were having Sunday lunch because mum and dad used to come over here for Sunday lunch every Sunday. Yeah. And um, we were sat around the table and uh, uh, I just happened to mention that I'd, I'd ordered one. And my father said, uh, well, uh, shall we buy it as a, as a 50th birthday present? I said, well, it was quite a lot of money, dad. You know, I said it was 450 quid. He said, uh, well... That's all right. You're 15. So that's what I got for me, 50th. Well, I'll double your money. I'll double your money. I'll give you 900 quid for it. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you would. (laughs) You know, I looked this week, and they're around about the three grand plus now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should have bought two, not one. I thoroughly enjoyed the chat. It'll be nice to actually get into talking about the flight tie in as well because right. you do all the shows and especially you love the, yeah. the Irish wets which you keep putting up with the posts and that um, yeah. there's one more question I ask everyone before I wrap up that is where would you want to be to make your last cast where my last cast well, it's, it's not an easy one because there's some lovely lovely places Malentan is such a special place. Loch Arrow is another, another special place. But there's a place on the Isle of Lewis, and it's called Uigan uh, Hamanavay Estate. And there is a lock that you have to cut, climb a hundred, uh, two hundred feet to fish. They have salmon and sea trout in it, and they run up, you know, salmon, uh, sea trout, or run up spit. Um, but to get a salmon up in this pocket and and the width of this stream, really, that comes out of this block is about three foot wide, and that's it. And these things crawl up 200 feet um, to get in there. Um, and it's got to be a big spate before they come. And that's called Dibberdale. When we fish Dibberdale, we always see golden eagles. And on one occasion, we saw two adults and uh, a juvenile. And you can hear them screaming at one another all day because the echo bounces off the cliffs that are on one side of this, uh, this this lock. So I think my last cast would be on Lock Dividale, on like the arrow of this. Sounds idyllic. I, I, uh, I've instructed the wife that after I've been cremated, she has to throw me ashes into the River Calder uh, at uh, Ellen Bridge on Cromwell Bottom. Um, and let me get let the fish get their own back. <laughs> yeah. As regarding your last cast, I gotta say, if I was climbing two hundred feet to fish a lake, I think it'd be my last cast by the time I got to the top. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very, very special place. Sounds beautiful. Well, if you're over in Ireland next year, which I guess you probably will be. I'll take I'll you be over to, in there, yeah. Yeah, I got my own boat on the lake, on the Corrib. You can join me for the day over there. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Well, I've, I'll uh, snap I've, your hand off on that one. Definitely, no problem. Many thanks for the chat. Well, it's, been, 
that's great. It's been lovely to talk to you. Take care, Melvin. Bye now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, please consider becoming a patron, where you will get access to over 100 past episodes, weekly podcasts, plus photography, exclusive content, and prizes. To join, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones or see the link on my website castingwithkerryjones.com Well, that's all for now. Tight lines and don't strike too soon. <laughs>